Hey everybody, God bless you. This is Pastor Jonathan with the Church of Jubilee. Welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. You know, over the last three weeks, we've been speaking to a series called Detoxing the Mind. And uh, today we talk about Detoxing the Mind, part three of it. And we're basing this off again. If you haven't followed us, I encourage you to listen to uh, the podcast part one, part two, and then followed by part three. Uh, the main scripture we're reading out of uh, is the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. And along with our strategy, which is found in the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 5. You know, when we think about detoxifying the mind and bringing it all together now, there is a way that the Lord wants us to battle this. And He wants us to remember that the toxin in your mind can be removed, but it has to be first removed spiritually. Um, it has to You have to know that it's not a physical battle, but a spiritual battle. And the Word of God says in, the, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And then 2 Corinthians 10.4 says, The weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So you must know that God wants to demolish any stronghold that has been set up in your life, whether it's drug addiction, whether it's depression, whether it's uh, pornography, whether it's any kind of uh, uh, sexual immorality, whether it's an addiction to uh, cigarettes, to alcohol, whether it's a lying, you know, whether it's lusting, whatever it may be that you may you may have a gambling problem and, and you know, whatever it is that has built a stronghold in your life, God wants to completely demolish, which is to tear down, to bring it down. And, the, and, and in this series, uh, the last part of the series talks about how do we defend that? How do we defend ourselves? How do we help our minds? How do we help clear out that toxin to detoxify the mind? And you must understand the last part of it is that it is all about you have to fight the flesh. But you got to do it spiritually and you got to do it involving Christ in every step of the process. So I pray that today may bless you. I pray that this series has been an encouragement to you. Uh, please share. There's people, there are people out there that need to know have that, hey, God has designed you to be free, to live in freedom, to think in freedom. And the only way they're going to know that is if you share the word of God with them. Uh, I pray that you're blessed with this series. I pray that you're blessed today. And I uh, encourage you to share this message. Subscribe to our podcast if you're not already subscribed. But overall, I pray that the Lord greatly bless you this week. And that he may sow a seed of the word in you that will grow a great harvest in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ, God bless you. Again, this is Pastor Jonathan with the Church of Jubilee. Book of Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Hallelujah. We've been speaking about this throughout the last two Sundays that we've been doing the series. I'll read it for you. Just make sure you mark it down because that's what these two scriptures we're going to cover. This is what they're based upon. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everybody say renewing. We, you know, we talked about changing, right? A transformation, a change has to, be, has to happen. And then restoration is what comes next. The Word of God says, Then you were able to be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Amen? So if you don't have it highlighted, if you don't have it written down, you need to write it down. This is the scripture we're basing it off this series, one of them. Romans 12, 2. The next part of, this, of the scriptures we've been going over Write this down, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It says, 
We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Those are your two scriptures that you should have been studying and meditating throughout this whole last series. Amen. And the good thing is we have a podcast. So if you have forgotten about something, you can always go back and listen to it. Amen. So we've been talking about, you may have your seats, giving glory to God. We've been talking about this detox process that really comes down to when you use it as a verb. To it, it, We talked about the abstaining, ridding the body. In other words, getting rid of the toxic and unhealthy substances that God wants to remove out of your life and your, man, and, and your mind. Amen. And he's been bringing some much needed awareness. Would you agree? There's some things that you probably didn't see that was an issue before. But the Lord says, it's an issue now. It's something that you have to be aware of. So we've been talking about the, the, about the changes that need to take place, that, the, the changes in your mind that have to happen, the detox process that has to happen. And, and we know that it is the experience that, that the people experience and you experience sometimes the effects of the toxin. Amen. You know, when you become, when you get involved with alcohol or any kind of drug, you know that it takes you to a certain mindset where you kind of get a little dizzy and you're not feeling yourself anymore. And it influences your mind and, it talk, and it's like a poison. Amen? But many go about their lives. They don't have a clue that the enemy is out to get them. They have no idea. And they sit there and they say, well, you know, God is love and, and all peace and joy. And yes, that's true. But there is a, uh, the other side that they don't even know. They're not even aware of. And that other side is that there is an enemy. There is evil in the world. And no matter whether you choose to believe in it or not or choose to see it, it's all around you. Just like the world's ideologies, right? We, we spoke about that as well. But in, ev in other words, the enemy poisons the mind and the effects of toxicity. It, it happens in the spiritual realm, but it manifests in the physical part of it. Think about that for a moment. You get mad at your spouse. You get into an argument, and you sit there, and you, you can't stand them for the moment because you think it's them. But do you realize that it's a spiritual attack upon both of your minds that impacts the physical realm? The spiritual impacts the physical realm. Amen? You catching this? Because point number one, I'm going to go over three points. Point number one is that it isn't physical, but spiritual. So... Today's messages, today, today's points I'm going to be touching up on is along the lines of how do we defend ourselves now? What is the weapon we use against the enemy to defeat him and to defeat those thoughts? The book of Ephesians 6.12 says, for we wrestle not, listen to that, against flesh and blood. What did you just learn right there? That we do not fight flesh and blood against the enemy. All right, the word of God says it. Here's the part, the other part, but against principalities. Those are high places, powers against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Ladies and gentlemen, church, I just showed you and told you that the battle is not going to be something you fight with your fist. Hallelujah. You got to fight it spiritually and you got to fight it. You got to fight for the battle that's in your mind. Because if you lose the battle in your mind, it controls what comes out physically. If you can't stand somebody and you let anger get the best of you, it starts here, goes here, then it comes back to here, and then it goes there. And then before you know it, you're behind the bars because you, you did that. Amen? 
But it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But 2 Corinthians 10.4 says the weapons we fight with now, not what we're fighting against, but the weapons that we fight with, it says are not, everybody say, are not, the weapons of this world. Scripture just told you once more that the weapons that we're supposed to fight with don't come from this world. So stop trying to go to somebody. Stop trying to find a median. Stop trying to go to, to some kind of substance. Stop trying to go to taking your easy way out because you're not going to win the battle in your life if you cannot go to God. Hallelujah. And the word of God says, on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. The weapons that we have, that we have, are, are, are designed to have the power to demolish. Verse 4 tells us that we are not to fight with weapons of this world. And we know that, that the power to demolish. Hold on, let's just stop right there for a moment. Demolish. Think about what you think demolish means. According to the dictionary, one form of using demolish means to pull down. Or knock down. You get that? Pull down or knock down a building. To demolish means that they're going to demolish this place. They'd come and demolish it. Break down things. They have to completely destroy it to demolish it. Amen? We just read that the word of God says we don't fight with weapons of this world. But the weapons that we do fight with have divine power to demolish strongholds. Strongholds we talked about in the other ver in the other lessons that are the toxins, amen. You got lust, you got addiction, you got you got um, sexual morality, you got fornication, you have murder, you got uh, um, you know you have um, lying, you have hatefulness, envious, jealous, jealousy. You have all kinds of fleshly works. Those are strongholds that say, hey, guess what? Today um, we're gonna build a skyscraper in your property, and until you get us out and demolish it, we're gonna be very strong. In your life and in your mind. But these weapons aren't physical. But they're spiritual and they belong to us in God. Because if we are in Christ, we represent Christ. Amen. And these weapons are used to demolish the strongholds. Hallelujah. And these, it's crucial to understand that no matter what medication you take, no matter what drug you take, no matter what type of addiction you find your way out, no matter what kind of cure is out there, whatever is on earth that does not uh, um, to represent Christ will not help you in your situation spiritually. Hallelujah. You can go. You can go turn smoke weed until you turn the white color and think that for that moment it's going to take you out but the moment you come out of it you're back in the same place i just talk real amen i know people don't say weed it's not good let's just be we just call it for what it is the devil calls us for what we are he knows we're children of god and he has no problem putting on our business when we end up uh, falling at times or, or, or we're not thinking straight. And he has, no, he has no problem putting our business out there. Amen? But this says to demolish, to, is to pour down or knock down. To knock down, pull down, tear down, bring down, destroy the stronghold that is existing. Hallelujah. Those are some powerful words. And I know, I know that. You may think like, okay, demolished. Yeah, I can, I, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Are you? Are you? Do you have things in your life that have taken residence in your life now? And they, and they sit there in your mind and they build these skyscrapers. And, and, and before you know it, you're looking out that skyscraper and you're like, I don't even know how to get down from here. 
Because you need the power of God to be able to demolish the stronghold. Hallelujah. Amen. But if you think you're going to fight it with the physical side of things, you have it all backwards. You cannot go and take an easy way out and say, well, this is going to take me away from my problem. The problem will exist until it's spiritually destroyed. But I know that we need nowadays men and women of God that know how to knock down strongholds, not just in their lives, but in the lives of others. Hallelujah. Because meanwhile, while we're still here having church today, there is a world out there that's dying, that has no hope, that don't know God or that, do, that don't choose to know God because they don't know the real God. Because they see God in the physical form and represent that and they think it's in the, in the, in the spiritual form because of a Christian, a so-called Christian. So they, they try to look at God in the physical and say, well, if he represents God, I don't want anything to do with that dude or his God. You know that there is strongholds because you feel like you can't kick the habit. Uh, you know, there is so many things that as, as a Christian body we are facing. One of them is habits. It's addictions to something that you've already dealt with, but they seem to slip back in. They need to be demolished completely because once you demolish completely, God says, now I will build something new in your mind. I will build something new in you. Hallelujah. You won't desire the old rubble that exists on the side there. You will desire something greater. So when it comes back to, you know, going back to that same old way of living, you don't want to go back to it anymore. Because it's just power and rubble that God destroyed and demolished. And I want you to know that God can tear down any stronghold that you've built upon in your mind that, that doesn't honor God. And here's the thing, that your primary and only offensive weapon is the sword of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And the sword of the Spirit is what's found right here in the Word of God. Hallelujah. This is how you live your life. This is how you tell the devil like Jesus did. It is written. He didn't say, well, I think that if you do with this, he said, it is written, Satan, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. It is written. It is written. If there's ever been an offensive weapon to help you fight for those thoughts in your mind, it's the word of God. Does this honor God? What, what, what would I categorize? What would I categorize this, what I'm about to do? What would I categorize it? Hmm, I think it'd still be in the flesh. Because the word of God says that these are the works of the flesh. It's the flesh. So you're not going to do it. That simple. The word of God is your sword. Hallelujah. And it talks about, if you want to read about it, most of you have been in church for quite a bit already. So you know that the, the full armor of God is to be put on. And that's in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18. When you get a chance, look through it. It tells you how to defend yourself. It tells you, well, it tells you what to put on so you can stand against the devil. But then it says the sword of the spirit. Now that is a different thing. That's the only offensive weapon you have. This is how you will fight the battle in your mind. When I tell you that point number one was it isn't physical but spiritual, you have to know that spiritually speaking, you have to defend with the sword of the spirit. If what you do, the way you live, the what you choose doesn't align itself with the word of God and what God says, then it's not God's way. It's your way. Simple. That's how easy it is. You read it. Is it there? Is this, oh, does, it, does this really bring honor to God? If it does, it's good. If it's not, throw it out. Second of all, point number two. How do we defend? 2 Corinthians 10.5. We read it earlier. It says, we demolish. Everybody, what does demolish mean? Tear down, bring down. Amen. 
Let's, let's, just, let's just put it in those terms. We tear down, bring down arguments. I'm reading verse 5. And every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Listen to what I just read. Anything that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Where is the knowledge found? In the word of God. Amen. If it's not in the word of God, you should not be doing it. It should not be something that you should be looking forward to. And you need to kick the habit faster than you got the habit. Amen. And then it says, here's this part. This is what I need you to capture. Everybody pay attention. We take every, we take captive, captive. We take it. We get it. We confine it. We cage it. We take captive every thought, every thought, not just one thought, two thoughts, every single thought that goes through your mind. We take captive. We get it. We cage it. We put it in a corner and say, God, you have to be obedient unto God. If you are of God, you will remain. If you are not of God, you have to go. Hallelujah. You, you get in that? You, you have to learn how to defend yourself, but we're using the word of God to help you fight in your mind because that is where your battle exists. Why do people say, I got schizophrenia? People say that about themselves. I got multiple personalities. I got that. Is that a physical disorder? No. It's a mental disorder. And it's in their mind because the enemy has lied to them. So in their mind is what they think. Amen? But the way you defend yourself from the toxic ideas and these, these, these uh, pre-diagnosed conditions and all that. And the thought is to take a, each thought captive and say, you have to be obedient unto the word of God and to God. You have to be obedient. If you don't align with what my God says, then you need to go. And not just go. I'm going to tear down, bring down, destroy, demolish, and take away every single building that you and all your little demon friends have built up in my life. It's time that you go. Hallelujah. But God has left us his spirit. His Holy Spirit is what tells us, what guides us. You need to know that it is in you because it is there as a conscience. It tells you when you, you didn't do right. It tells you when you did, when you did good. It's guiding you, amen? I thought about this. I was, I was, you know, writing my study, and I was like, you know, this came to my mind that we don't fit in with the world. As much as we try, we just don't fit in. You could be there drinking with your buddies, your cousins, and, and, and you still don't fit in. It doesn't feel right because that's not of God. And I'm not just speaking to that only, but I'm saying, go try to live it up and party it up. People still look at you. You'll never change the fact that you're a Christian. They're going to look at you and still say, something's not right, dude. Stop trying to play. You're not one of us. You're not supposed to be doing this, right? And, and the Lord gave me this, and it's something funny. But I said, that's why it's so hard to fit in when you're sinning. Amen. That's just what it is. The Lord gave me that. I just was like, oh, this is pretty good, God. It's, that's why it's so hard to fit in when you're sinning. Because your spirit recognizes that it does not belong there. And it's not who God wants you to be. You can try to be like them, but you'll never be them. Because upon your life says, blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen. 
But the thoughts that don't align with, with God are not your thoughts. Here's how the devil attacks. I'm going to go into more detail here in a bit. But the toxins we've been talking about is what the enemy uses to put in your mind. You need this. You need that. It's only good. It's okay. I, I'm going to make you understand that it's just you and you're good. Don't worry about it. Do what you got to do. And, and according to your own knowledge, you made sense of it and it's great. As long as you're at peace with it, you're okay. That's a lie. And that's a stronghold that the enemy sets up in your mind as toxin. Those thoughts of lust, those thoughts of, uh, of suicide, those thoughts of addiction, those thoughts of hate, unforgiveness, self-pleasure, fear, low self-esteem, they all have to be taken and captured and say, I'm going to capture your thoughts, capture this, and I'm going to make you obedient to Christ. Think of it like this. You're going to purge those thoughts. And what comes out on the other side determines whether that's of God or not. Does that make sense? You get it, put in the fire. If it burns, it wasn't of God. If it stays and it's refined, then you know it's a godly thought. But you have to stop and say, what am I thinking here? What are these? What is this thought I'm thinking? It should be similar to you looking at someone and saying, you know, what makes them better than me? They're not better than me. And then your spirit recognizes that that's not like you. You shouldn't be thinking like that. And you're like, man, yeah, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't think like that. But what you should do is say, God, I take that thought of envy and jealousy, God, whatever's inside of my mind, and, and, and I want you to be specific, and I make it, hallelujah, obedient unto you, I cast it out, and it has to go after that. After this series, church, you will probably be attacked in your mind, but you need to know that God has already given you the victory. There's no reason why after this series, you should still be struggling with something that you've been struggling with before if you've given it to God. I'm giving you all the weapons, the plan that you need. Hallelujah. And for your marriages and couples, the battle should never be a physical one within your relationships. It should never be my wife, my first, first lady against pastor in the physical realm. This should be there is a spirit or influence that is causing us to be upset with one another. And together, we're going to pray against it. In your relationship. If you have a relationship with your father, with your mother, with your kids, with your uh, whatever it is, you have to know that, uh, you know, you have to know that it cannot be physical. You cannot look at somebody and say, I hate them so much. Gosh, I just want to hit them. Because that is not of God. Take that thought. I told you, be specific, God. I, I'm feeling this way. I take that anger in the name of Jesus, and I command it to be obedient unto you. I take captive that thought, God, that the way the word of God says, and I make it obedient unto you. That's how you'll know it's, if it's God's will, because it won't remain. And if it keeps being persistent, you keep rebuking to it cast out. Point number three, fighting your flesh. My goodness, if there has ever been an enemy that's probably worse than the enemy, it's himself. It's the way he uses your flesh. Because we're natural human beings. We have emotions. We have thoughts. We have feelings. And, and, and you know, that is always manifested in physical form. Think about what I'm saying. You have a desire. You have a thought. It always manifests in physical form, whether it's good or whether it's bad. You do a good thing, it's a good thing. You do a bad thing, it's a bad thing. It's going to come out. But it always starts with your flesh. 
You have to learn how when the Spirit of God is speaking to you and dealing with you, you have to know how to surrender to God in order to fight the flesh. Because the flesh is a beast. Okay? And if you don't tame that flesh and you don't handle that flesh with the authority in the name of Jesus and take captive those thoughts, you're going you're gonna to go into a whole a downward spiral. But you need to know that the thoughts and feelings that don't align with God should be immediately cast down. Don't give them a chance to dwell. Don't give them a chance and don't entertain the idea and say, come on in for some coffee. Come on, sin. Come on in, adultery. Come on, I'll just, you know, we're just going to have a little coffee. We'll talk about it, consequences. We'll talk about all that. Come on in. You can't give it a chance. You cannot let it take any, any type of occupation in your life or occupancy. James 14, James chapter 1, 14 through 15 says this. But if each one is tempted, when he is drawn away by his own desires, you get that? By his own desires and enticed, then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it fully, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Okay, so you guys are like, what in the world did you just read, Pastor? What is it that draws and entices you according to the word? It's your own desires. It's those thoughts of, I want that, and I need this, and I feel like this, and I feel you should be better than me like this, and why are you treating me this way? I feel, I am, I think, I feel, I am, I think, I feel, I am. You get the point. I, 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 not God. I, 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 I. And then it starts here, and then before you know it, it goes here, and then before you know it, it goes here, and then it goes there, and then, you're in, and then you end up dying eventually. And not literally dying, but you end up dying to the spirit at that moment where God cannot step in in that life because you haven't allowed him to. James 1, 14 through 15, write it down, take notes. That's something you might want to look at. I'm going to break it down. The way he thinks, what he wants, what you feel is right, despite what God says, is the battle that is up in your flesh. It is the battle that starts in your mind and then goes to your flesh. But it is a battle that has, is happening. So let me break down a seven-step process of the way sin enters your mind. This is why I, tell, I told you I didn't want you to miss this, because this is going to really help you to understand the way you need to defend yourself against the enemy and what he's bringing forth in your mind. All right? If you have notes, take them. The first part, this is according to the word of God. The enemy, he starts by attacking your mind with temptation. Amen? Starts attacking your mind with temptation. What does that mean? Let's just put it this way. Okay? Let's see if I can relate to some real talk here. You're going down. You're going down in an area on a beach, okay? For the men, you're going to understand this a lot more than the women. You look to the right, and you see a tra an attractive, barely half-clothed young lady. For the woman, you see a nice buff guy, right? If you like buff people, whatever. At that moment, sin enters the thought enters your mind, and you begin to think about something that you probably shouldn't think of. And it's not sin yet because it has not manifested or conceived or birthed anything. It's just a thought. Amen? 
But if you don't take that thought and say, oh, no, 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 I'm not. No, God, no, I'm not going to let this happen. Whatever the enemy's trying to do with this thought, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. I take it captive and I cast it out. If you do not do that, the next step happens. The thought enters your mind and now you get a choice of whether you get to keep it or get rid of it. All right, that's step two. Step three says, let's say that you say, he, well, she is kind of pretty. She is kind of nice, you know. Then you begin to entertain the idea, which means you allow it to stay. You keep it. And then you have a quick moment of pleasure by getting that, that quick little fix in your mind of there it's going to go to a whole new level. Amen? And let's say, you, you know, it, it takes that whole new level. Then at that point, sin is conceived, which means now it's registered as sin. You getting that? That's the step number four. Step number five, it gives birth to the sin that was entertained, and then it starts the next process. The next process says you have to act upon it. You need another fix. You see that girl? You see that? You saw what you like? Like what you saw? Yeah. Well, then go find something like that. Hurry up. Pull up your phone. Go talk to some of your buddies. Go into a club. Go visit, go visit uh, Hooters or Heinies or something like that, whatever those places are called, right? Uh, Twin Peaks and all that. Go visit that place because you got to see that again. And then before you know it, you're caught up in a trap. And then point number seven is it. Um, the last step is this. Sin destroys your spiritual walk with Christ because you're no longer thinking of it in the spiritual sense. You're thinking about the flesh, the flesh. I got to please the flesh. I got to please the flesh. I got I to gotta get another thought in there. I got to get another thought in there. And, and before you know it, it brings death. It brings a form of death where you become numb to it. Amen? Hallelujah. The seven-step process, it starts with your mind. I know there's a lot going on. Bear with me. Have your seats, please. Um, you're good, Brother Eddie. Thank you, Brother Eddie. He's, he's coming in to help us. It's awesome. The enemy starts attacking your mind. We went another step. You write these steps down. You need, don't lose it. It always starts with your mind. It always starts with that thought that comes up. Should I go beat this person up? Should I go hit him? I'm so angry at this guy. I want to just go off on him. And, and, and it's, a, it's a thought at that moment. Guess what you do when you, if you say, I have a right to feel like this, then it becomes a thought. It becomes more than that. If you're dealing with drugs, it eventually eats away. If you're dealing with depression, that depression, if you're not dealing with it in your mind, it eats away at you. And it slowly starts killing your spiritual walk. And the only thing that keeps you breathing spiritually is a spiritual walk with God. But what it does is it starts slowly choking the, the air out of you so you can't breathe in the spiritual sense. You might be okay in the physical sense, but you're out, you're, your whole life's going out of control. Amen? Why is that the case? Why? Because you haven't dealt with the thought. You haven't dealt with that, taking that thought captive and saying, I recognize what this is. This is not of God. I'm not going to think about this. I'm going to cast it out. If you're fixed, we, you know, many people have different fixes. If you're fixed with sexual immorality or just plain having, a, you know, sex out of marriage, then you're going to deal with that. You have to fight that. If your self-worth is, you know, is something of importance, eventually, after these people are with someone so-and-so so much, it, they just lose it. They're just like, I'm not worth anything anyways, so what's the, what's the use? 
And it slowly eats their lives up. It slowly eats at them. Hallelujah. Does it sound like anybody here? We all have struggles, right? That's what I'm trying to say. We all deal with thoughts in our mind. We all, even pastor has to fight thoughts every single day that, to rebuke the enemy out of our lives. Because if you don't deal with those thoughts and you entertain them, then the toxin begins to poison your mind. And it begins to take effect. And then sooner before you know it, you, don't, you can't hold a relationship longer than a month. Because it, all they wanted was the wrong thing and all you wanted was the wrong thing. You have no relationship on the outside because there's no relationship with God on the inside. It starts in the spiritual realm and moves to the physical realm. Some of us also deal with other kind of, uh, we, you know, everybody has something that they deal with. And after a while, let's just, let's just call it for what it is. After a while, these strongholds, if they're not destroyed and demolished, they begin to take over your life. This is why for the drug addict, it's so hard for them to get rid of it, for them to get rid of that drug. Because they think they can fight it physically. They think they can just quit without going to God and saying, God, I need you to deliver me from this. I need you to get my mind that as soon as you get that, oh, I got to get a fix, right? I got to get a hit. I got I to gotta feel that numbness again just because I'm going through so much. As soon as they get that thought, they don't do anything with it. They don't know. So then they let it manifest. And we just read in the word of God that it brings death. Alcohol will eventually kill you. Drugs will eventually kill you. Sex out of marriage will eventually kill you. It will give you a disease and eventually you'll end up with AIDS if you're not careful. Or some disease that will kill you. Amen. Lust will eventually lead if you don't deal with it in your mind. And you're all about that lust and it eventually leads to pornography which eventually will lead to a rape. If you're not careful. Because the flesh will become so strong at that point, you won't ever see a person as a person anymore. You'll see them as a piece of meat walking. Cigarettes, smoking will eventually kill you. Just because it doesn't kill us now, we think there's those that are out there that say, well, it doesn't kill me now. My granddaddy did it for all his whole life and he was good. Well, that doesn't make it, that mean that you're going to live that much longer. And in the end, when you have no much more life and you're on your deathbed, I'm sure you're going to regret your decision. But the battle starts where? It starts in the spiritual mind. Yes, it starts in the mind, exactly. And it manifests in the physical part of it. You have to recognize those toxins, church. We talked a lot about them. We went over all of them. You have to recognize when the thought is of God and when it's not of God. And if it's not of God, you got to deal with it. Because if you don't deal with it, it will turn into something ugly. And then before you know it, you, you can't get along with anybody. Your relationships outside of the spiritual realm in the physical part your relationships don't they're not healthy you don't survive with your healthiness in this in the physical realm anymore because you can't you couldn't deal with it in the, in the spiritual realm you getting it everybody say god i need you to rid the toxins We read at the very beginning, verse uh, 12 to 12 and 2, uh, verse Romans 12 to, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can't say you're changed if you still live the way you live. It's not change. Transformation takes place 
in the renewing of the mind. You want your physical self to be better? You want to kick habits? It starts here. You have to deal with it up here first. And then you will have the victory. It says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Notice it didn't say what pastor's rule, uh, will is, what brother Lorenzo's will is. It said you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. If it's God's will, it'll fall on those three things. Does it please God? Is it good? And is it in his perfect will? Is it in here? Then it's of God. If it's not, get rid of it. It's just garbage, just junk, that's toxin that's in your mind. Let us all stand. Today's lesson was a little bit different from the prior two. Today's lesson was more like an instruction that God said, I have given you the tools. I have given you everything you need to defend and defeat the enemy. But you have to understand that whatever you entertain, whatever, what I mean by entertain, whatever you allow to stay in your mind, if it does not align with God, it will manifest in the flesh and you will be in some big trouble. And you won't be able to control it at times. We all have problems. We all struggle. Everybody on the other side of that camera that's watching has problems and struggles. Nobody's perfect. But the more you can fight in your mind, the better the chance you have of winning. Because God said, you already won. Just maintain yourself to get to the point where I need you to be. In other words, maintain, keep running until you reach the end of the race. You're already going to win, so don't worry about finishing the race and winning because I said you're going to win already. Just maintain yourself in the process. Keep on the path and make it to the finish line. Hallelujah. But you have to detox your mind and rid all of the filth that the enemy has placed in your mind. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Some minds that I've talked to or that I know are like a garbage collector. You got, you got so much junk in there. You have so much in there that it just piled up. It's piled up and it's piled up and, and you have so much going on that, that um, you know, you have so much that you've accumulated over the years. And then guess what, Brother Lorenzo? Someone's come and said, I, I can't stand you. Take that. And then someone else comes and says, you're worthless. Take my trash. And then someone else comes and says, oh, you thought you were holy? Your own Christians. Oh, here, you're not, your God's not going to forgive you. Take that. And you haven't dealt and taken out the trash. And your mind is a big old garbage collector that's been sitting there and is collecting everybody's garbage. And slowly, garbage starts to smell, right? And it starts to rot away. And it starts to eat up your mind. But God says, I want to detox you from that. I want to completely move it. I want to demolish any little pile that's there. We're going to get it. We're going to sweep it up. And we're going to clean you up today. The question is, are you willing to let him do it? Because the will is going to be in your mind. I have nothing wrong with me. I'm good. 
I don't know what pastor's talking about, who he's talking to. That's the problem. I'll tell you that right now. You're the problem. Because if you can't submit to the authority of God, which is in your, you know, here in this place, the Lord is going to work in your mind. If you can't submit to the authority that God has in his word, then you have no chance. You have to come clean with God. There are things that you've piled up. There are things that you've kept from other people like I was mentioning, mentioning to you. Over the years, you've even thrown your own trash up in there. And, and your mind is just all over the place. But God wants to renew your mind. Isn't that so amazing? He says, I want to renew your mind today. I want you to think different now. I want you to live in freedom, not feeling that you're condemned all the time. Not feeling that if I, if I trip over this step, I'm already going to be in trouble already. Not feeling that, knowing that I know that I'm going to mess up at times, but I'm going to do everything I can to continue running this race until I get to the finish line. Amen? Take every thought captive. Make it obedient to Christ. That's how you win. Remember I said the process starts in your mind. What you do with it at that moment, it's not sin yet. It's a thought. Get rid of those thoughts if they don't honor God. Hallelujah. As I'm going to open up this altar here. If you feel the need, and God has been speaking to, to you over this series, hallelujah. Just come pour your heart out. Don't worry about anyone else. Don't worry about anything that's going on. Just pour your heart out to God. Just speak to God. Give it to God. and Just, just tell him, God, I need you today. I need you to clean up some stuff in my mind. I've held on to some hurt in my past. I've held on to hurt from other people. But I need, it. I need you to clean it up, God. I need you to clean it up. I need you to step in right now in the name of Jesus and clean it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's just begin to uplift the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father God.